from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we're exploring a book that's all about Christians judging popular music of the 90s. Guess what? They hate it. (laughs) Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Deceitful. We'll also be discussing why musicals shouldn't exist, but if they have to, what movies should become them? Which movie should become them? Enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to be talking about whether or not Lauryn Hill actually showed up in the Bay Area. (laughs) Did she? You'll have to click to find out. (laughs) So a few weeks ago, in a segment that whisked together Harry Potter and sexy saxophone from Kenny G. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of gayness. You better work. You remember it? I was super sensual. Yeah. I announced that I am a born-again reader. (laughs) I do remember this. You adore to read. I do. And after months of only reading Twitter, I returned to the printed page. And so you mean you were printing tweets out? Exactly. (laughs) And laminating them. All of Chrissy Teigen's tweets are now in a binder. As they should be. Yeah. So we need to talk about the latest book that I just read, Cover to Cover, Is it a picture book? Last night. War and Peace again. (laughs) So predictable. Ulysses. What? (laughs) It is called Fit or Fat. No, it isn't. (laughs) Oh, straight away with the clueless reference. Always. It is called Focus on the Family Chart Watch. Oh, I've heard of these guys. Mm -hmm. I have not. Tell me more. I don't think you want to. (laughs) So this is a guide published by a Christian organization whose mission is to, quote, nurture and defend the God-ordained institution of the family and promote biblical truths worldwide. And this guide is supposed to help Christian families know which popular music is full of sin and bring a smile to the face of God. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So because you don't really know Focus on the Family. And clearly not. (laughs) I can tell you what they love in the world. Okay. Abstinence-only sex ed. Condoms? Who needs them? Um, ab- I'm sorry. Just abstinence the abstinence. Only sex ed? They just say, leave it out, literally. Just leave it out. Mm-hmm. Just don't go there. Okay. Creationism. Science. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adoption only by married opposite sex parents, because haters going to hate and homophobic people going to homophobia. Okay. I homophobe, you homophobe, he, we she, all it, homophobes. <laughs> School prayer. Praise hands emoji. They love that. And traditional gender roles. You mm. guys not being in the kitchen right now is really triggering for me. I know, clearly. And you're wearing pants. And I have shoes on. I so. wasn't feeling good Ooh. about it either, to be honest. <laughs> I just drove here as well. So. <laughs> so all in all, folks in the family throws great parties, sounds like. They sound I super mean, tolerant. Yeah. What about the things they hate? Do I need to? I can deduce. But yes, continue, please. <laughs> they don't hate dinosaurs. <laughs> Since nobody asked, I'll tell you. They detest abortion, divorce, gambling, LGBT rights of any kind, porn, premarital sex, booze, and drugs. More for the rest of us. Exactly. (laughs) Pass it over. (laughs) Indeed. So in the 90s, two focus of the family editors were like, what's causing all this depravity? Popular music 
is the culprit. Because there is a civil war of values going on. Did you know that? And music is the enemy's arsenal. I knew there was a civil war going on. <laughs> there was think many values were involved. Yeah. <laughs> One of many civil wars yes. going on. And so they say popular music promotes, quote, skewed theology. And so over a five-year period, these two editors did their prayerful best to keep a finger on the pulse of teens' musical taste in order to dissect the hottest discs. Not the tepid oh. ones or the cold ones. So this is like Hot. a Christian TRL, but in book form. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they didn't waste any time. On page one of chapter one, they used the term audio pornography. Ooh, that's my favorite type. Mine too. So it, much left the imagination. <laughs> I actually kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that needs to be the name of someone's album. They're like, giving us too many ideas already. <laughs> they also lament, if only we could return to the innocent days when it was just the thrill to hold someone's hand. How do we go from the innocence of the Beatles to Olivia Newton-John's physical? She's not talking about Pilates, people. Oh, I love that Olivia Newton-John is like the Jezebel. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, of all the songs to pick, it's like <laughs> that one. But it's just about exertion. Like, when, when were these days when people were only holding hands? Because, listen, the prostitution is the oldest profession. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when were those days? Yeah. Guys, have you not just wanted to pay someone to hold your hand? Come on. Well, I'm sure there are sites for that. <laughs> <laughs> like a drop down, hold my... <laughs> Ooh. I'm saying. I think you just came up with a brilliant concept. I think I did just I think you just got rid of the Develop an app. Start immediately. <laughs> so following the Olivia Newton-John hate, there's a section dedicated to kids who kill their parents because of music. I am oh. watching that Menendez series right now. See, they're right. Look. What were they listening to? I know. Right Olivia now, Newton I have to do John? my research. The Menendez brothers focused a little too much on their family. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Just saying. <laughs> Chapter two, there's a weird anecdote about pets. Quote, a few years ago, I satisfied an unfulfilled childhood urge by adopting a pair of baby iguanas. Who among us has not wanted to do that? I was that? like, where is this going? Mm. Apparently the iguanas won boy, one girl, are named Liberty and Justice. And the boy iguana is really mean to the girl iguana. Mm. Quote, she wilted like a flower deprived of sunlight. From that point on, if Liberty wanted to bask on the hot rock, he commandeered it. If he chose to drink, she had to get out of the way. It was only a matter of time before Justice's poor diet, aggravated by Liberty's bullying, led to her death. I like to point out that when you you deprive yourself... Of pop culture, you are destined to a life of watching iguanas and narrating right. their experience. And may I also say, Liberty sounds like a real dick. Right? <laughs> he killed his sister. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the anecdote was trying to tell us. <laughs> I'm still, I, you know, I know what he was, Liberty was listening to the wrong kinds of music. Right. Is what he was saying. Yeah. Or was the dead one not being prayerful enough? That is small little hands iguanas have. Can they even join them in the middle? Can they praise hand emoji? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. They also liken LGBT people to drowning victims. You know, like you don't want to get involved because they might take you down with them. So just let them drown. Right? Um, mm, What? Yeah. Quote, Christian teens tell us things like, I don't think God wants me to be judgmental. Wrong. That's exactly what God wants. End quote. Wow. This is just all in the book. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. They didn't mention that. Oh, that wasn't in the book (laughs) at all? Okay. Hmm. So the first rule when looking into these albums is, would Jesus listen to this? Mm, I have a little uh, bracelet that says that. Yeah. Is that like... W-W-J-L-T. 
teeth. What would he rock out to? So what you're saying is all of these songs are Jesus approved. These are the songs that you should smash with a sledgehammer. They bring that oh, up many times. Those are So this is not a list of songs that he would approve of. This is a list of songs he would not approve of? This is a list of 400 albums released in the 90s, <laughs> some of which are sinful and some of which are okay. Okay, back it up. When was this book published? Because you said in the 90s. When was this? 98. Okay. Okay. Oh, so there's a lot waiting for us. There's a heavy representation of Marilyn Manson coming right up, I imagine. Oh, yeah. So they advise parents on what to let their kids deal with in terms of music on a scale of praise the Lord to... She's not a Christian! She's tampering in downsided stuff! Gargoyles! Psychics! Everything's ungodly! Darksided! That's a lot. Yes. What is that? That is a clip from Trading Spouses. <laughs> oh, I remember that show. And there was a woman who was a god warrior who was very upset because she was swapped with a household that believed in other religions existing and, like, you know, accepting people and stuff. Was she just speaking in tongues in that clip? Gargoyles, slack it. Yeah. It gets I, really out of control. old-timey, like, butter-churning yeah. uh, colloquial stuff. I'm guessing that there was no friendly reunion at the end of that episode? No. She okay. kicked them out and, like, ripped up contracts and threw them out the door and said, in the name of Jesus, I pray, or something like that. So Look it up. It's great. Okay. Slash scary. So here are some few standouts from these reviews. And then we're going to play a little game. Fiona Apple fails to establish a marital context for intimate relations in her song Shadow Boxer. And she makes it clear that she intended to live wildly. Not good. The fruit of Apple's tree isn't rotten. Oh, I see what but they it's did. Bruised. Uh, I see. Mm. They love wordplay. They love puns. Okay. Please. Aqua, a Barbie girl fame. Oh, yeah. Just like Robin Hood, the band Aqua wish to dishonestly redistribute wealth in their song, My Oh My. In another song, tequila <laughs> flows during an all-night party. Too bad the thumping dance grooves are swimming with lyrics that play to hormonal urges. I'm just amazed that someone knows other aqua songs. Right? I my oh my. That and Jesus was all about wealth redistribution. Like, wh- I don't know. What? <laughs> and pouring tequila all night long. <laughs> I just... Genuine's Pony. Oh, don't come for my favorite <laughs> Well, surely they like this don't one. Don't come for my favorite. Features innuendo with a Western theme as it describes intercourse. Layering velvety vocals atop these lyrics is like reupholstering an electric chair. Innuendo with a Western theme. Mm. And this is how we do it. Montel Jordan. (laughs) Not Montel Jordan. (laughs) Is a raging libido in search of an outlet. As for sex, the Bible clearly states that this is how we don't do it. I feel like they're living out some fantasy to actually write for Rolling Stone. I was going to say, this sounds like someone who thinks they're actually really clever. (laughs) (laughs) You know there has to be some racism, right? Of course. Okay. Standard. Let's just go there. About Criss Cross. Uh, See, listen. (laughs) I need to look them up because I will find you. Quote, like rutting animals in a zoo. They proudly parade beastly hormonal urges before an adoring public. Criss Cross and their handlers should be ashamed. Handlers. Right? You heard that, Jermaine Dupree? <laughs> Question, what do I think about Christopher Cross of Ride Like the Wind fame? Gargoyles, slackets, <laughs> ungodly, get out of my house. Don't come for my Christopher. <laughs> the Spice Girls. Oh, you should have known they were going to be on there. In Do It, the Spice Girls tell young girls to make your own rules to live by, which could include defying parents and having sex. 
The girls also long for lovers with, quote, gentle hands and issue a vague threat to any guy who comes between them. Inappropriate, inexcusable content. If preteens ask you to give them this album, remember the song Do It and then don't do it. Oh, again with that. That's Mm. that's lovely. Mm -hmm. Lovely little coda there. Weezer refers approvingly of Dungeons and Dragons. The band sings a beer in blasphemy and alludes to Jesus' healing power while spewing the profanity, goddamn. Weezer belongs on a respirator, not in teens' music libraries. A I can't keep up with these extended metaphors. So Dungeons and Dragons is also like on their on their shit. Gargoyles, slackets, slackets, all of that. All right. Now a few puns that I don't think you can handle. Yes. The hit, If I Ruled the World, envisions... A oh, hold pl- on. Don't <laughs> come for me. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Envisions a planet under Nas's control. No rules, <laughs> plenty of drugs, and condomless sex. Nas T stuff. Ooh. <laughs> Can't handle it. I feel like Nas would read that and be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I want to live That is fair. Smooth vocals, for the most part, and solid lyrics make Mary J. Blige one of R&B's most promising artists, but she seems obliged to toss in a steamy tune or two. Oh, my God. God forbid grown people sing about sex, though. Yeah. They're not married. Gargoyles oh and slackets. Oh, my gosh. It's dirty and it's wrong. It's really fun. <laughs> Tom Petty, R.I.P., oh, endorses getting stoned. And his moral stand on adultery doesn't carry over to premarital sex, which gets an approving nod on the song Honeybee, making wildflowers a mixed bouquet. Better leaf this one bee, as in honeybee, and leaf as in a leaf from a tree. I were having a good time. So since we've exhausted that portion of the segment, we're going to play a game called Deceiver or Not. They call people who are sinful deceivers in here. Like oppressive person in Scientology? Suppressive people. Oh, suppressive. Oh, suppressive. Oh, yeah. SP. Mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman, we believe in you. Um, we do, but your adopted children don't. No, and I'm not going to say that on air, except I just did. <laughs> Whoops. I need to Google. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. They sided with Tom. <gasps> That's why she doesn't thank them in her acceptance speeches. Mm-hmm. They're deceivers. <laughs> <laughs> so deceiver or not, I will give you a band or musician, and okay. you say, deceiver or not. And this is based on not my opinion, but their opinion. The yes. family values people. Mm-hmm. All right. The Pocahontas soundtrack. Got, so I don't remember the soundtrack, but I do, if I remember the movie correctly, because I am a Disney connoisseur, I think Pocahontas rejected her family or like disobeyed her family or her tribe to hang out with the white boy. So I'm going to say the family values said she's a deceiver because... She wasn't listening to her people. Well, I do remember the Pocahontas soundtrack. And I will paint with all the colors of the wind. Yeah. Um, But I think that painting might be sinful and a little bit too creatively expressive. Mm. So I'm going to say deceiver too. You are both correct. Pocahontas is a deceiver. (laughs) You win a free trip to focus on the family's headquarters. (laughs) (laughs) Painting with all the colors of the wind is deceitful. Mm -hmm. Here's why. On the soundtrack, there is more than one song that revels in gold-induced greed. Ooh. And here's where we get really problematic. Native American. They didn't use that word. Slash. What did they use? No, no. Do I want to know? No. Slash New Age theology. Praying to a mountain, spirits in the rocks, trees, earth, sky, infects several tracks, including the Oscar-winning Colors of the Wind. Pocahontas' spiritual confusion should send smoke signals to discerning parents. A disappointment. 
What about Tracy Chapman? Oh, oh, oh absolutely deceiver. Right? <laughs> say, like, she's, she, uh, she is in a fast car with a man. Yes. Come on. I mean, come, there are so many. I can't even it's get so into clear. all of the numbers of reasons why they would say she's a deceiver. But Follow the speed limit sign. Too fast. <laughs> yes. Give me Too one furious. reason to stay here. Okay, just. Because of her new age leanings and Again with the, new age. the fact that she relies on the pagan earth mother concept to shame listeners into environmental responsibility. Oh. <laughs> and also because of her faulty theology, deceiver. So I don't have a problem with anybody who is shaming anyone into having responsibility. Nothing. What does she even do? Did she do a song about recycling or what? Environmental causes are also The way they phrase it, it's like to shame listeners into environmental responsibility. It's like we should I just don't know what. They hate that. So you know what? You're like, you know what? I'm not going to recycle this can because Tracy Chapman (laughs) tried to shame me into Have I missed a Tracy Chapman album? (laughs) Deals and with and, and it's rich. Me? It's rich that these two would even vilify someone who is shaming anyone when this whole book is meant to shame people mm-hmm. into not listening to certain music. For right? shame. For shame. Hypocrisy. Backstreet Boys. Oh. <laughs> well, the clue's in the title. I'm gonna say yeah. I don't. First of all, I'm gonna go on record and say I think that everybody that you mentioned is a deceiver. Mm. Yeah, both <laughs> before and in the future in, that you're gonna name. And Backstreet Boys, absolutely, they were gyrating. And half dressed, shirtless, yep. shirtless. It's yes. so obvious. They're boys, and they're in the back street doing mm. need to say all kinds more. of things. They're chilling. They're doing their own thing. All kinds deceiving. of deceiving. Yes. <laughs> Think again. They are not deceivers. Does Those... it have anything to do with golden blonde hair and blue eyes? Aryan Nation might have something to do with okay. this. Okay. Though the song "Get Down" actually speaks of dancing, that term is also slang for sex. But. <laughs> But the liner notes do include a passage from the Bible, and they show promise. Hang on a minute. So if I got it wrong, I thought I want it that way was about something very specific. Have no, I got that wrong? It's about wanting the Eucharist. Oh. I want it served with some wine, grape, juice, not wine. Sorry. Thanks, Father. And that's all. Can I just say that I don't think that anybody who needs an explanation about the fact that get down might be sexual <laughs> window should be having sex. It's about limbo dancing. <laughs> but dancing is sinful. Okay, since we're running out of time, I'm going to run down the list and you each get to pick one to guess for. I'm into it. Okay. Okay, we have Cheryl Crow, Dave Matthews Band, Gloria Stefan, Jewel, Winona Judd, Kenny G, Sarah McLaughlin, and Shania Twain. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to go with Jewel because I miss her a little bit. I think that they think that she is not deceitful. Carly, do you think Jewel is a deceitful person? I no, No, I know I don't. I think she is a, like a, a lovely apple. She's a deceiver. Oh, <laughs> even Jewel is deceitful? She talks of saving our own souls. Only Jesus can do that. Also, Extra, first of all, she asked who will save your soul. <laughs> that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> also, the title cut. Oh. That's some hip musicology <laughs> well, terms. The second track is really great. Calls for tolerance, falsely equating a disgust for homosexuality with discrimination. Um, um yeah. Isn't just, it discrimination? There's nothing we can do with that. No, apparently not. Not worth the investment, says Susie Orman, and so say they. Fix it, Jesus. Uh. <laughs> Take the wheel, please. I want to choose Cheryl Crow because all she wants to do is have some fun. Ooh, that's uh, is that deceitful or no? Uh, I think that fun is very deceitful, and I'm actually uh, <laughs> really offended you would even ask me that question. If it's true fun, it's the deceitful. You know, I kind. don't believe in fun. 
Do you think she's a deceiver? Oh, sure. Okay. okay. Uh, she went out with Lance Armstrong, just saying. <laughs> but I he's think, white. I think they don't. <laughs> I think they have her in the non-deceiver category. All right. Well, she is totally a deceiver. Yeah. Uh, she up. references Ouija boards. I don't think so. <laughs> she also says getting a, quote, good beer buzz in the morning is endorsed on the irresponsible anthem, All I Want to Do. Mm-hmm. Crow's disturbing worldview is nothing to crow about. Mm. I mean, are you telling me she knew nothing about Lance Armstrong? Nothing? <laughs> Listen, really? Well, so, you, so that's why you're like deceiver. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> please, girl. She gave him the injections in the morning, probably. I actually wrote this book. <laughs> that was going to be the big reveal at the end. Yes. Check the liner notes, guys. It's my little face. Well, it was a patroner. I loved it. Thank yeah. you. It did. It took me a long time. So in closing, as Beyonce said in her HBO documentary, God is real. How else would this book have found its way into this room today? Mm. It's very heavy. It's actually on a stone tablet. I was wondering when you were going to mention this. <laughs> it was a lot of shipping costs from eBay, but hey, I do it for the Lord. You do. You do it and, for the cooler. Yeah. And yeah. just like the book, this segment is lovingly dedicated to, quote, our Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of music and the author of truth. <laughs> and that is the end of my oh. sermon today. Hope you guys got something non-deceitful out of it. Mm. <laughs> Well, just to fray tempers slightly, I'd like to pivot onto a different topic of conversation. Musicals. Oh, <laughs> oh god! How do you feel about them? Because I can hate them. I they're, hate musicals. They're not Christ-like. No, uh, but you would watch them, right? You love no. them, sure. I hate musicals. The <laughs> only musical that I've ever liked has been Hamilton. That's it. I hate musicals. It's still wow. a musical. So Hamilton is like literally the whole way through. It's a rap, like one long rap weaved throughout. I can't stand watching dialogue and then people spontaneously breaking out into song. It Some annoys me. Dialogue. It's the reason I walked out of Sweeney Todd, and it's the reason I'll never watch it again. And, and it's am- the reason why Russell Crowe and Les Mis is the worst <laughs> performance ever. <laughs> and I said no. Um, I think that's reserved for Pierce Brosnan in the movie version of Mamma Mia. Mia. Which Exclamation I point. Actually, do love just because it's dreadful. Well, you're getting a second one. So oh, really? Yeah. Well, they were I filming in Greece this summer. Wish you told me so I could have included that in this segment. Sorry, Fanny. But no matter. <laughs> but a few weeks ago, the first announcement went out that in fall, or as you may know it, autumn, mm. 2018, only one year away, performances will begin on Broadway of a new musical based on Pretty Woman. <laughs> Pretty one. The most problematic of our 90s movies. I I don't know. Richard Gere, he's not doing much. How do you feel? Would they call it Versace? (laughs) I might go watch Versace. Oh, wait, that's a Showgirls reference, and I love that you made that. Yes. Well, they're both. I love Versace. They're kind of prostituting. Yeah. They're very (laughs) prostituting. I remember watching this movie. This was like the, the classic perennial sleepover movie for me and my, my friends because it felt like slightly dirty, even though it's not. 
Did you cry when she was finally able to shop, like in Romeo and Michelle? I did, and I uh, went around singing that uh, It Must Have Been Love song by, uh, I believe, Roxette. Oh, yeah. For several years. Mm. So maybe the musical will be good, because that song's good. I don't Mm. know. Can they use it? Like, because otherwise their songs are going to have to be like, I'm a whore with a heart of gold. It's that talk with a heart theme. Do we have details on who's producing and who's starring? Uh, Apparently not. (laughs) Okay, well then, it's a thumbs down for me. It's going to be a no. Until I find out who's writing the music. You tell me Lin-Manuel Miranda's involved, which I doubt he will be, (laughs) then I'll be on board. I'm going to tell you that the details are probably out there somewhere on the internet, (laughs) but it's not him. I believe it's someone from Les Mis who's going to be in it, like the movie version of Les Mis. Yeah, not interested. Yeah. Mm. Well, didn't they do a Dirty Dancing one recently? Like a couple years ago, they came to San Francisco mm. and it did not get great reviews. They did. And I decided that I wanted to read up a little bit on other movies that became musicals. And it's really weird. It's not ones you'd expect. Okay, hit me with them. The next big movie into musical, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, what? With a score by the Lion King himself, Elton John. <gasps> okay, okay, now I'm trying to imagine The Devil Wears Prada in I know musical form. If Meryl Streep's not in it, I'm not here for it. I'm just saying. Actually, hmm. maybe I would. They have drinks there. It's going to be super weird. Also, other movies like Legally Blonde that yes. apparently did oh, very well. Oh, I know well. that People was like that. one. People were into it, though. Shrek the Musical. Nope. Someone made a musical out of Rocky. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> it was just the theme song for like two yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. And just him no. like running up and down the steps. <laughs> and that's it. I'd watch that. I'm trying to imagine the choreography for that. Someone made a musical out of Silence of the Lambs. <gasps> Fava beans, fava beans. Apparently it is a parody, but I kind of want to watch it. So wasn't there like an American Psycho one or was that not a musical? Was there that was, just like and apparently that was actually quite good. Really? But what happens? Do people just go on IMDb and just like scroll back and they're like, eh, this one. Let's this do this one. This will do. How? The one that really made me laugh was, did you guys hear about the Spider-Man musical? No. Wasn't it a disaster for some <laughs> yes. reason? Did someone die? Oh, gosh. They did. It was called Spider-Man. Colon, turn off the dark, uh, mm. with score by U2. <gasps> and, like, they kept it on Broadway, even when, like, there was this, like, endless, like, parade of problems. And before opening night, like, people kept making mistakes. And the stunts, like, ended up being the thing that, that kind of tanked them. Uh, because one of the main reasons that it closed was the loss of injury insurance for mm. cast members. Because there was so much Ooh. webbing. So much flying around. And so much upside down kissing, which is definitely deceitful. Yes. Who agreed to this? (laughs) (laughs) Who said this was fine? Who said this was okay? Grey Gardens, Emmanuel. I thought you'd be interested in that. I am very interested in that. And I would see that. Especially the whole, this goes under the skirt and this goes over the skirt. Mm -hmm. And then I put on the cape. This is the best thing to wear for the day. You understand. Because I don't like women in skirts. And the best thing is to wear pantyhose or some pants under a short skirt. I think. Then you have the pants under the skirt, and then you can pull the stockings up over the pants underneath the skirt. Mm-hmm. And you can always take off the skirt and use it as a cape. So I think this is the best costume for the day. Okay. Mother wanted me to come out in a kimono, so we had quite a bite. Like it's mm. all about fashion and the scene where she's running around with the, an American flag and like marching to marching music. Like that would be great. I this think that would so be good. See it. Could happen. I would see that. The Bodyguard, that kind of makes sense, that one. Yes. That was a musical? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of music There's in a that. lot of music, but I'm just like, 
what? What? I, I Jen, I, I'm baffled by the thought process. I think they just look at like were a big these film. like on Broadway or were these like off? Were these in like <laughs> Topeka, Kansas? It's like my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these were like big ones. They were on Broadway. But guys, they're making a Mean Girls musical. I think I would see that because do you know who's writing the lyrics and oh. the words? Tinda Fey. Tinda Fey. <laughs> okay, see, like I said, it depends on who's behind it. Yep. So once you start telling me who's working, who's pulling the strings, I might be interested. Oh, so does that mean you will go and see The Devil Wears Prada with Elton John? Not with Elton John, obviously. He's not wearing, mm. He's not it, playing the Meryl Street role. Once again, it depends on who's doing the writing. Mm, Elton John, I might rock with some Elton music. I think I might see it. I like that you're transforming in front of our very eyes. Yeah, so like, it happens. Yeah. You went from Gargoyles, Slackets, Musicals Hell no. to... Praise Maybe, him. Perhaps. <laughs> it's changing hearts and minds out here. Yeah. I have to ask, if you could see any movie become the weirdest musical Ooh. in the world, what would you pick? I was thinking about my favorite movies, and then I was like, I don't want them ruined. And so I was like, I want something that I don't care that much about. That would be really weird. And I thought of the Blair Witch Project. Oh, yes. Can you imagine? Oh, as like, that would be weird. Some like discordant kind of Philip Glassy music and everyone dies at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert for a movie that was released a very long time In 99. So I'm just going to go on record and say it would be the longest musical ever. Uh-oh. And it's not a movie. I want more Game of Thrones. So oh. I would do like a Game of Thrones musical. Yes. And it would literally be like a Taylor Mac performance. Mm-hmm. It would be like a 24-hour musical extravaganza. There could be a song that's like, don't have sex with her. She's your aunt. She's your aunt. She's your aunt. Yes. She's my sister. Um, it's not going to be 24 hours, Jamidra. It's it, going to be 72. It would be like 72 hours. It would be pretty long. So some song titles, Bend the Knee. Yes. Mm. <laughs> what else? Fire emoji, that's for the dragon. Yeah, you have a dragon flying down. <laughs> Pays his debts. I'm just trying to think of like... Winter the red is coming. Wedding. Oh. And then Winter is Here, oh. part two. Winter is Here would be a dope song. Can we just get Timbaland? I want Timbaland to produce. <laughs> yeah, so who'd you get to do it? Who? <laughs> okay, well, you know Lin-Manuel Miranda obviously has yeah. to be involved. He is busy. Yes, Timbaland. Uh, who else? Coldplay. Well, <laughs> no, no. Well, I did not see that left hand turn. like my... Kings of Leon. You endlessly surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> I would also like to see a Titanic musical. Ooh. Oh, wait. Why haven't they done that? Because there needs to be a song about like, there's room on that door. <laughs> Let me on. And she's like, no. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. No, yes, there, there isn't. isn't. Yes, there is. No, there I'm cold. Is. I'm cold. I'm Lots cold. Lots of like sung dialogue as well. That'd be amazing. Going down with my ship. Draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. Come here. <laughs> Look at this use of color. That's Mm. a little in-joke there. I say we produce this, guys. I say we produce it. Emmanuel, you're onto something so hard right now. I cannot tell you. I'm I'd go and see that. Also, Edward Scissorhands, hear me Mm. out. No, I'm feeling that already. It's a short musical. Mm. One song. I know you said you want bangs, but I'm not going to do it. Uh. You'll thank me later. You'll thank me later. Guys, I thought long and hard about one that would actually make a good musical. And I think I've come up with a really good one. Okay. Listener. If you haven't seen this movie, it's going to be full of jokes that are like for 1% of listeners out there. I'm a big fan of 80s Patrick Swayze classic Roadhouse. Oh, gosh. The only thing I know about Roadhouse is that Homer Simpson quotes it incessantly on an episode of The Simpsons. Well, he has magnificent taste. (laughs) 
Roadhouse. For those unfamiliar with it, Patrick Swayze is a sensitive yet tough bouncer who is headhunted to go and be a sensitive yet tough bouncer in another town and turn around a failing club. And that he does. He also has some sexy sex with a lovely lady and rips a guy's throat out. Whoa. (laughs) There are monster trucks, more sex. It's amazing. I just think it would be a really great music. I would go and see it. I've taken the liberty, again, jokes for 1% of listeners, (laughs) like Roadhouse, of thinking of some sample song titles. Pain Don't Hurt, Out of the Way of My Monster Truck, (laughs) (laughs) Bouncer's Delight. I like that. Parentheses, Be Nice. Oh, guys, go and watch Roadhouse. It's like Rapper's Delight, Bloody but right. more niche. Uh, music and lyrics by Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> <gasps> She's a deceiver. She is a deceiver. She, from this book, was saying she wanted to taste champagne at the age of 13. Oh, Deceitful. Shoot. Oh. But I'm thinking if we get Leanne Rhymes, the music will be terrible. However, we can get Eddie Cibrian, her husband, mm-hmm. on the cheap. Ooh. That's true. In the Swayze role. Also. He owes her. He does. And he owes me. No. <laughs> Leanne Rimes provided music for a magnum opus, I would say, musical, Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Oh, it's great. Yes. Ugly Coyote. Okay, can that be turned into a musical? Yeah. Featuring Tyra Banks. Yes. Oh, that's basically already a musical. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> well, this is quite the vault fast. We have just come around to the idea of musicals mm-hmm. because we mentioned Patrick Swayze and Game of Thrones. So we're on board. I feel good about this. I feel great. I feel like I'm still not going to see Pretty Woman as a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you want to sing? You want yeah, to dance? I do. Well, then my work here is done. Find me those red shoes. I'm ready. Come on. It's the peak in the pick. Hey, the peak in the pick. Hey. It's time for our peak in the pick. Hey. This week's pit goes to whoever was responsible for casting the 2001 film Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. No. Or wait, Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> I said Pussycat Dolls. You're you reaching all the way back. You are reaching back for this one. Yes. So in case you don't know, that movie ended up starring the venerable actress Tara Reid. It did. Mm. Pre-botch surgery, I Where recall. Where is she? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's not what this segment is about. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, from mm. She's All That. Yes. Yep. And Rosario Dawson. Oh. She's great. She's all right. Oh. <laughs> why so lukewarm on the Rosario? Because I'm going to tell you why. Oh, the shame. What could have been? So there was a cast reunion for this movie 16 years since it came out. And people associated with the movie started spilling secrets that were heretofore unknown. Mm. And the people responsible for the casting explained who auditioned for this film. So what we could have had was the following. Well, we could have had. <laughs> we could have had Adele in the yes. role of Rosario She was going to be Dawson. Tara Reid. Yes. Okay. Lisa Left Eye Lopez what? of TLC what? comes in and auditions. She passes the first round. Right. She comes in a second time. She's super excited. She really wants this part. And they say no. Mm. Next comes in Blessed Being Beyonce. What? Herself. Capital H herself. <laughs> Rewriting her story. She was deemed, quote, too quiet and shy to oh, be a pussycat. They hadn't met Sasha Fierce yet, apparently. Exactly. Clearly not. I don't think Sasha Fierce had been let out of the bag. Yeah. So to speak. They probably saw her Austin Powers movie. They're like, girl, no. Ooh. Girl, gold member. Although that may have was come that after. Was that before or after? So, again, if she had gotten this film, she wouldn't have made that piece <laughs> of crap. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Mike Myers might still have a career. Mm. Oh, to be fair, she doesn't include that as one of her films either. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. She's like, it started at Dreamgirls, guys. Yeah, that, that yeah. is it. And last but never least, Aaliyah what? auditioned. Huh. And she was turned down for being, quote, too serious and thoughtful. These so, women can't win. And if you've seen well, the movie, see... it's not serious or thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, can you imagine if all three of them were in this movie as the Pussycats? No. Hollywood in 2001 would not put three black women oh, together. Oh, obviously not. They'd be like, people will get so confused. So they were all obviously auditioning for the one role designated for a black woman. Yeah, yeah. Rosario got it, but I can dream. To borrow some language from Lady Gaga's film, the film could have been elevated. Mm. Oh, I'm just trying to elevate. Just trying to elevate. They could have elevated this film. Yes. So after all that, turning all of these legends away, they settled for the pure brilliance of Tara Reid. And for that, they get a pit. And as Tatiana, one of my favorite drag queens, says, choices. Choices. <laughs> and peak of the week to Oprah. Oh. Because she didn't think she would make it. She grew up poor. She grew up a woman. She grew up black in America. Mm-hmm. That's a lot working against one person. Mm-hmm. And she ended up in vogue. And she's said, I didn't expect to be on the pages of this magazine ever because also I've struggled with weight issues. Mm -hmm. And so there's this great profile on her. But there's one small point in the profile that is my peak of the week because she's living her best life and she deserves it. And she is the woman who brought us the phrase living your best life. (laughs) Exactly. And she brought us Ianla too. Is that Oprah? (laughs) That is. I I didn't know that. I listened to the podcast making Oprah. Yes, she actually brought us that. So this profile says, quote, when the shoot is finally over, I am taken to the tea house, a romantic open-air stone structure Oprah built for the sole purpose of reading the New York Times in the morning while drinking her tea. There are orchids everywhere, stacks of gardening books, and voluminous green wicker sofas and chairs. She deserves every wicker chair, on. every gardening book, every orchid. I love that she has a room solely dedicated yeah. to reading the New York I Times. I love that they use the word tea. voluminous. Okay, <laughs> It's like, wait. Why are you in my tea room? You don't have the New York Times. This is what it's here for. <laughs> New York Times only. Have you never been reading the New York Times and wished, I wish I had a structure for this? Okay. Just physical just a, structure. Just physical structure just for this purpose. When this podcast pops off, we're going to have a tea house for and ourselves. you better come up. Minute now. Yeah. Right Sponsors? Now Anyone? No? Okay. Cool. <laughs> no. Right now I think that tea house is the bathroom. That's the only place I get alone time. Oh. And the shower? Yeah. No, the bathtub. <laughs> and people still knock on the door and ask for me. <laughs> Mommy? There's people being your children. <laughs> You're like Lady Gaga. Mommy? Yes, Mommy? Exactly. So this week's song of the week is Jamidra's Choice. <gasps> okay, so it's funny that you mentioned uh, family values mm-hmm. because my song of the week kind of ties into it. Oh. Earlier this week, I had the pleasure of seeing none other than Nasir Jones and Lauren Hill. Oh my! When they came to town for the Powernomics tour, Lauren showed up. This showed up. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you, (laughs) and I must be on the right track, and I must not be a deceitful person because I tell you, it was a blessing. Mm. We literally got the call like an hour and a half before the show started, and our friend was like, "Do you want to go?" What? And I said, "Yes." Who does that ever happen? I'm saying to Jamidra, she's blessed. You know who's not blessed? The Fugees. (laughs) Let me tell you why. The Fugees. 73 minutes of audio sludge. Oh. 
The artist invites Newt Gingrich to engage in oral sex. They also mention downing whiskey sours. The album's Rasta reggae flavor is all that sets this effort apart from the run-of-the-mill gangsta trash. The Rasta and reggae I'm flavor. I'm guessing they've spelt gangsta exactly how you'd think they would. Oh, gosh. Is, yes. Well, I will just say. God was there that night. He, God was there that night because he made Lauren Hill show up to the show. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there have been rumors about the woman not showing up mm-hmm. at all. Can you imagine buying tickets for like a Morrissey Lauren Hill double bill? I know. Like, don't even go. Don't, to the, just don't, don't even up. go. Tumbleweed just crosses the stage every couple just minutes. Stay home. So she showed up, and all on top of Lauren performing and Nas performing, Dave Chappelle opened the show. What? Yes. Was that a surprise too? Yes. <laughs> you are living your best it life. Was a just surprise like that Oprah. I was even there. God. Yes. And they ended the show with one of my favorite songs, and Lauren went. Will it take me under? I don't know. If I rule the world. If I rule. I wish you could take a photo of my face right now. Okay, so maybe the harmony was off. I love them, them, baby. Listen, we didn't get that one imported. (laughs) That's all I'll say. So you've never heard that? No. Oh, my gosh. So Nas and Lauryn Hill did a collaboration, a song called If I Rule the World, which was mentioned in our little Mm -hmm. handy dandy family values book. And it was about what the world would be like if Nas and Lauryn Hill ruled it. Condomless. Yes. (laughs) Well, everyone would probably know that song, (laughs) which I didn't. And, you know, it was particularly a a charge filled moment for me because I think a lot of us right now are wondering what the world would be like if we ruled it or if someone else did. So I just want us to ride out so that we can all imagine Someone else, Justin Trudeau, anyone. Yeah. Ruling the world. I'm all about that. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Another shout out to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our theme song and those new bits of music between segments that you hum along to. They're really good, aren't they? They're so good. And do you want to make our hearts grow literally five times larger? Then go and rate us five stars on iTunes. It really helps us. It really does. Until next week, find us on social media. I'm Excuse My Booty with the E on Instagram without the E on Twitter. Oh, so difficult. I'm at Teacup in the Bay on Twitter and Instagram. So consistent. Mm. And you can find me at Jamitra Says on Twitter and Instagram. Send us cute emojis. Retweet. Use hashtag the cooler podcast. Accidentally hit the like button on something we posted years ago and then feel weird about it. Yay! 49 weeks deep. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ah!